today we wanted to talk about angels and demons or just like just any anything really just that it really encompasses angels and demons period we would like to have a grasp of an understanding of them or how to perceive and i will honestly say the more i learn the more that i feel like i really truly didn't understand and i was unaware i mean i knew that like angels are perceived in like art throughout history as being really beautiful and just like white and just angelic and just very you know like sort of like a um olive branch uh in a human but what i was unaware of up until i don't know maybe the past like two years was that like oh no they're very scary i like working with both of them um and they Again, the way that our perception of how we see angels and demons, I mean, there could be like an angel with like eight eyes on their face, you know? There, I mean, it's very like alien-like to me. And that could be the same going for the demons. I had one of the, Fergus being one of them, he kind of, if he was in human form, he'd remind me of like a Harley Davidson-like biker with like a pot belly. <laughs> and the mix of like when the old school Power Rangers, it was like the big like blue puffy guy, you know, that was like the side henchman. What was that like creature that was like half the body of a, of a human, but the head of like a bull? My, Minotaur? Uh, uh, Man Manotaur? Yeah. I think what I know what that? you're talking about. Oh, goodness. Also, that was depicted in Hercules, too, but I can't even remember the name. But I know what you're talking about. They it, had like the little horns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's gonna call us out and just be like, it's this, you guys. And they're like, ugh. <laughs> it's how you depict it for most of, when I think of like Fawn, I still think of, even though it is Roman, again, it kind of goes into the, the mythology of the creatures of going back into the Fae and how things, they just kind of like go into this kind of swirl of what we understand and how it's like phasing out the cultures when everyone was supposed to, that we were going to be tried to conform into one and kind of not going in the old way. And now that we are learning different things and awakening to like, you know, hey, Catholicism was trying to take over. The Romans tried to come and establish and then you have other different belief systems. And so when things are rewritten, you know, again, fallen angels, people forget that they're, that they were once angel before, and then now they go into demons and you think every demon is like, you know, with the pointy little, you know. They're not as turns. such, I mean, even like, yeah. even in like the Salem witch trials, I mean, we, uh, what's his name? I forget who wrote The Crucible, but even in that book, mm -hmm. like they blamed it on the, the, the slave, uh, uh, Tichuba, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was, you know, African witchcraft and it was deemed as bad because it wasn't Puritan, you know? And in reality, I mean, there's a lot of misinformation surrounding the uh, indigenous practices. I mean, I was even like, um, I remember going, I went to this Christian private school for a majority of my life. And I remember hearing that they went on a mission trip to Haiti when the earthquake happened because they needed to save them because of their uh, witchcraft, which let's let's not call it that, but, but just call it indigenous religion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I think about it and I think how like imperialistic it is to really come to a conclusion when in all reality, we just don't have all the facts to all, I mean, there's so many that one can research. I mean, for crying out loud, even in like the the King James, uh, you know, the King James that 
pretty much translated the New and Old Testament, wrote a book on demonology before he translated those texts. So what's to say that like the information that once was once fed to you isn't um, historically accurate or even depicted as being um, scary or something that you shouldn't be, you know, meddling with. Because I, when I think about that, I think of like, okay, well, if we've been told that, you know, demons are bad and angels are good, um, and they're like angels depicted a certain way, then perhaps we should all brush up on our like sort of informational, um, you know, binders of the information we have in our head about what they are. Because mm -hmm. in the end, like what may come to you as a surprise may even help you. Because I like to think of like, okay, so this person translated all these Bibles and there are so many different sort of translations out there. What's to say? And a lot of people not even know that he wrote a book on demonology to begin with. So I think about it as like, okay, well, you know, again, going back to the, you know, black magic and white magic and it, for me, being one and the same, it's all about intention. Mm -hmm. um, who's to say that they haven't been there all along? yeah who has to say that like you've been working with them and you don't even know mm -hmm. but you perceive them as like oh that's bad but like I don't know yeah which is right it's so important again we still have a lot to learn and and like I I still have so much to learn with angels and demons and um I mean there's even one where it's like that that if somebody's just really just giving you a hard time being a big bully I mean one of them can just make your skin crawl with like the feeling like you have parasites or something you know <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean <laughs> gross but like hey you know what if you needed that if you needed if you wanted to send that that demon uh towards that person to leave you alone I support yeah. you yeah yeah yeah, they but they do they do like to work. You don't have to have like the X and rhyme and reason as to why. But again, like as human beings, it's like we should we should try to like think things through before we do them. I mean, one even just um, does like the Fergus does is the the one where it's like the extreme feeling of guilt to another person if they have done something, and they can definitely do that. So it just kind of affects with like the. The manipulations of the minds and the emotion kind of thing so um and so th that's why i like working with them because there's there's more depth to them than just they just go out and they terrorize you know what i mean there's a lot more depth just like the angels that we don't understand and the more that we dive in and and it's funny you were bringing up the uh, the point of you know the the term of white versus black magic, and uh, I was taking a, I was listening to a module that I, I I registered for for this membership, and they were talking about grimoires in the culture, and and they had put um, necromancy as you're working with the dead, right? And so. You have people who don't really understand. We're all trying to commune with spirits, but the term from necromancy, I, I, I would say look it up because I'm still trying to research that myself, mm -hmm. but they deem that as the black arts, but really more so it came from people of colors, what they associated it to make it look like it had a bad rap based on history, calling it something else. So grimoires when we're looking at it, everybody's like, oh, no, no, no. If it's not like the Holy Bible, you know, we have nothing to do with it. You have to understand these grimoires existed back in these early centuries to basically what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to get closer to a higher consciousness, to higher entities and beings that we don't understand for our own spirituality, which is why we have these sigils and um these talisman and these old texts because people were trying to see just like when we do a spell and document of what worked for us for something that was so trying in our lives to see how that worked in our favor and how we could grow 
better in our spiritual faith on mm-hmm. certain things. So I believe it all. And, you know, and I just have to be open to the idea and, but things have in so many centuries up to now, they've gotten so manipulated. And if you're not daring to ask the questions or the answers, you're just looking at one viewpoint in life of being like, that's just wrong and bad. And it's like, but there are some bad things about yours too. They can totally do harm if they want to. And if you ask and they will come, if you call. That's the one thing we always forget is like, they will step in if we call them and say, can you please step in and help me with this? If you don't say anything and you're going to sit there and just be like, who are you going to call on? They're not going to come if you don't ask for their help. It's it's sort of like when um, in The Little Mermaid, like she says, I don't understand why a world with such wonderful things can be bad. Mm-hmm. And when she was called up to, like, you know, she went into the land, um, she also learned something herself, which was, don't be such a pushover. But she asked for help from a mm-hmm. sea witch, which, in reality, she wasn't even that bad to begin with. She was like, you want to learn a lesson? Because yeah. you're going to learn one, and they're going to learn one, too. Like, mm-hmm. you, wa- you want a wish fulfilled, which is to to be in a sort of perpetual state of happiness, but you're not going to get that. So it always comes down to, for me at least, like, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get what you're asking for. Did you think things through? Did you do inner healing before you decided to do things in a rage? Because it can backfire. Definitely so. And And I think that's what, whether if it is angel, demon, or higher entity, they do understand, like, as us as being humans, we know how to make a muck of things, you know, because we have all these emotions. Um, Isn't that what the crab said? Like, are those humans up there are so, like, they don't even know what they're doing? Yeah. (laughs) It's better where it's wetter in the ocean down by the sea. Yes, yes. Yes, on the on the seafloor. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I I like working with both. I always feel like I've I learned something, whether if it's um, through angel work or demon work. There's always like a lesson in everything um, as to what they do and what they are there for. Um, yeah, I was looking through the list of names of what I was working with. Uh, Forkalore was another one that I worked with. Forkalore? Forkalore. F-O-R-C-A-L-O-R. And Forkalore, he can weather the power of malicious magic that is directed at you. Okay. See, this is to help you. All right. To cause a business or venture to fail. All right. So we have things that are helpful for your defense. And then also to backfire on others. To fill a named individual with crippling self-doubt. All right. So maneuvering in the mind. And then to cause one who is unwell to remain unwell. So, I mean, they all have a purpose. Um, There's also uh, uh, evocation keys where you, uh, in your mind, where you're, they have these associations like, like the smell of like burnt roses or, you know, like a wet kind of skin texture if you've been sitting like in the tub for too long, you know, things like that. And just imagining or seeing or feeling. Yeah, like those types. Of, like like, like you sort of like smell like you haven't washed your tub in like a year. I know that smell. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very into the senses. Like you said that I was like, no, thanks, please. <laughs> But again, it is for like for you to uh, really <laughs> tap into <laughs> tap into that energy of certain things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, I recommend just just everyone learning more and trying to be open to the idea and understanding of like it's what you use it for. Um, um, but yeah, all the- those books. 
I was going to say, like, if you notice, even in, throughout history, like, specifically, like, Egyptian history, mm. don't you think it's fascinating that, like, you know, you see, like, the pyramids and you see that the Sphinx, right, which is, like, sort of, like, a head of a human, mm-hmm. but, like, body of a cat, and then mm-hmm. you also see them, like, even in their, like, hieroglyphics of it being, like, they, these are the things that they saw. Mm-hmm. And they decided to put them on the wall. And then I come to think about it and I think, like, what makes me not believe that, like, this is exactly how they look like and they've been in, our, in front of our face this whole time. But we like to believe them as, we always like to humanize everything so that we can better understand it. Mm-hmm. But who's to say that, like, if they were to reveal themselves in the way that they really look would we just not listen would we be living in fear or again like even historically speaking culturally um uh, what is it lucifer was um depicted as being like so beautiful mm-hmm. but like everyone an angel. yeah mm-hmm. and then he's fallen mm-hmm. now he's de- demonized right <laughs> yeah but like even then like i think about it and i think okay um, how can something so beautiful be so bad? But then again, like, that's how we all, that's how we get sort of duped all the time. Because we have, we've humanized them, these, these beings in reality. You really saw what they are. Like, would you want to work with them? Would you not want to work with them? Would be your aversion to it? But it really, I think, depending on the sort of energy that you get, but nonetheless, like, everyone and everything in this uh, dimension is a sentient being you know and it's really up to the person to decipher whether or not like it's good or bad because again like what's bad for you actually is good for me mm-hmm. 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 yeah and not to impose that idea and and not to get like too far off to the topic but um because you brought up lucifer then we have lilith which mm-hmm. lilith was like being the first wife of adam and that that didn't work out very well (laughs) um but lilith is associated with demons and she has like her demons that she that she has uh she's also because you were bringing up like with egyptian lore and the way cultures kind of like shift things around and there might be similarities with certain things um lilith having like the clawed like feet like in statues the way that she's been presented as well um I mean again because of of the way that she was of being like and it's very empowering today which is why there's there's many like so many that are devoted to her because of how she's just that representation of that divine feminine of like you know what this isn't for me and I'm not going to do what you say. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as somebody doesn't step into that conforming of what somebody is asking you to do, that's where it's rewritten as to being like, oh, let's go ahead and demonize her because she didn't follow through on what we expected of what she was thinking we were going to do. You know? I was going to say, like, she reminds me of the of a feminist that has a complete and utter rejection of tradition Mm -hmm. but also so sovereign to reject any idea that like she needed a man the patriarchy to continue her best life and like she's I mean again like you can even say that like she's looked at someone so scary and like oh my gosh she rejects everything but reality like as you said said before like uses demons for her own benefit so she can be so sovereign so that no one really penetrates through those boundaries Mm -hmm. because she was the one that didn't want like listen I don't want you know traditional marriage or I don't want you to tell me what to do all the time Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do it I'm not like Eve that just yeah who said I wanted to lay down and bear children with you I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. and a lot of people think that that's really bad like Mm -hmm. i think that it's shocking even in today's like popular culture that um i mean i think that's a lot more acceptable with the youth as opposed to older generations because older generations were 
um, really fixated on like marriage and being, you know, looking at women as a sort of like supportive role of being of submission. But now that we've like sort of tipped the scales of, of feminism and of what we truly believe as being of use to society, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people might think that, like, oh, if you're not a woman, then if you're not going to bear children, well, what's the point? Like, well, you have this choice. It's mm-hmm. a divine uh, choice to reject sort of that patriarchal sort of ideology. Mm-hmm. And while I'm, I might see it as a really good thing, others might not. But again, it's still based in neutrality. I don't see Black uh, Lilith as, like, a horrible, like, oh, my God. I'm like, good for you, girl. Like you need you want to do what you want to do this is your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you set your own like you know uh rule books or sort of like intentions for living and that does not mean that it's going to uh, super impede on my life because again like <laughs> what works for you may not work for me but as long as we're happy and we're all fighting together Mm-hmm. then that's all that really matters because I don't necessarily see myself like above anybody or below anyone we're all existing together in this plane together mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean we can even condense this down to like what like um, preferences on like food you might like enjoying dairy I can't do that because it's gonna really mess me up and right. I won't <laughs> but like if I had tasted the cakes and the, the custards yes it's delicious not so good for me though. Yeah. 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 No, again, it's just personal preference and daring to, I, I, we, we keep talking about like this a lot as far as like choosing to take off the rose colored glasses or lavender glasses, whatever color that you want. But, um, I, again, there's so much to, learn from both aspects or sides or different cultural beliefs and and things and um it's kind of like daring to see like the shadow side of things but knowing that they can be used for some sense of good but again depending on how you look at it and so that's the reason why we question so much we're daring to kind of like see like through the veil you know like take a little peek you know and then eventually we just kind of go through the curtain and um and then really kind of seeing things for what they are but and it's okay not to just see everything in all like everything's so great you know kind of thing and because it it is kind of like the world that we live in where we have to really see things for both sides for way they are and really working with like that not like I guess it's kind of like working with that shadowy edge watery edge you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. knowing how to kind of see the light in things so yeah because there I mean there's a reason why uh, witches were black because it absorbs all the energy mm-hmm. yeah it's not like and also have we been taught society societal wise um that black is so bad or not beautiful as it is to white Mm -hmm. and to be honest like um it is why i like to see things from a very neutral place because if i don't then i can't really fully uh you know experience the whole vibrant spectrum but nonetheless i like to believe and i like to know that no matter no matter what, like you said, everything does serve a purpose. Everything is a mix of everything. And whether like I am perceived as like a good witch or a bad witch, I'm just like, at the end of the day, it's just witch girl. Yeah. I like being right in the middle, right mm-hmm. in the middle, because there's a lot to learn from both sides. And um, the other, there was the other piece, uh, oh, the other book that I was telling you about earlier before we started. So another like good literature, I have this, a physical copy here, is The Magical Power of the Saints. And this one's written by Reverend Ray T. Malboro. And I loved, loved how he had mentioned in here 
that witches who do practice, they work with angels because of the protection and how mighty and powerful that they are. And so he went on to the Angels of the Hours and Days Association. He actually gave a whole list of pagan deities on the side that you can work with if you're not comfortable working with those angels also. Mm. So again, it's like working like with, with just who it is and, and, you know, and, and what you are comfortable with. But it's, again, how you apply it into your practice and, and what you are comfortable. Uh, we were talking about, um, wait, did he have, yeah, he had Hermes. Hermes is associated with Raphael, uh, Mercury, Woden, and Ogma. Hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. And then we have what else? Gabrielle. Gabrielle is Artemis, Diana, Hathor, Hecate, and Selene. That's very interesting. Mm hmm. Who do you like to work with? So I like to work with out of this, Michael. Uh, because Michael is associated with uh, uh, Bridget or Brigid or, or um, Bridge. She's still Celtic and she is associated with fire. Yeah. So that, I'm, I mean, he's, he is a nice one. And Raphael is also the other. Um, but you and I have talked about the, Her the Hermes, um, but... Again, I hardly ever work with like Raphael, but I think more so with like Michael being like here, like in the weeks for the days and mm -hmm. he's, he is the most popular, but it does make sense to me. Like when I, when I had like that calling, like first celebrating a pagan holiday, it was with, with Bridget. And so when I start seeing more so now with like the correspondences of things, I'm like, that's so cool. Like I found some sort of resonation here and it's still like lining up with the archangels. And I did find the Morrigan, um, Samael, which I haven't worked with um, Samael. So that one is Aries, Mars, um, uh, Tiu, mm. I guess as far as like Tiwaz, and then you have the Morrigu. Yeah. Yep. Very much so. That's, That's really cool. Anael, is Epona, Aphrodite, Eros, Bea, and Isis. Yeah. And then Cassiel is Anubis, Bran, Kronos, and the Norns. I don't think I've ever, like, heard of the Norns, but yeah. Uh, Sachiel is the Dagda, which is related to Celtic. Um, uh, was, like, the husband of uh, the, the, the Morgan, the the, the good god, um, Jupiter, Thor, and Zeus. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just find, I find like that very interesting how he like put like the two together and there's like candle magic in here and, and yeah, so I thought that was a good one. But again, when we were talking as far as like the archangels, I wanted to still pull this book out today and talk about it because, um, yeah, he does kind of give like what the archangels do if you're wanting to work with them. And again, you don't have to be um, as far as like, no, I don't want to work with them. You totally can. They are there for your benefit. And yes, they are scary. But again, you don't have to be scared of them because they are willing to help and work with you. So, yeah. They're, besides, they're always ever so present. Like I... I like to consider myself as a person that's very um, magically open to things. But again, using discernment because I don't know everything. And um, how will you know if you don't actually uh, communicate? Mm -hmm. The answer will, will always <clears throat> the answer will always be no unless you actually go out and try to seek the answer, which is why I think even in the last year you helped me a lot to be a lot more open to certain, I mean, I think we all know and we found out through this podcast that like the first <laughs> reading you gave me was like, I think like someone named like a sa, like a, like a, like a S sound around you. And I was like, 
does that like ring any bells like Sarah and I was like girl I don't remember like no <laughs> come to find it with Susie yeah 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 no and I like I I I like channeling like names as far as like other angels I, I granted sometimes I it's already enough going on up in here where it's like I don't want to give the names for everybody but like I mean, it's it's interesting figuring out who they are. Sometimes they won't reveal themselves unless they want to. Maybe like it's just not just not your time. It might not be the time yet. Um, and with mine, with like George, which I find interesting, George um, George came up with one of the ladies a several years ago when I had like my reading, and then um, later on, like last year when I had uh, one of the ladies who does like the angelic messages she works with them and uh, and she can channel she had told me that George being the cherub so it was kind of like adding more pieces to the puzzles and things just unlocking the way that they did and so when I started talking with him it's like more things just started to like fire and open up and like it just was happening so fast and um so my point with that is my mom she told me she goes so you have somebody that's with you that's George I was like yeah she goes that's funny you say that because I had a you, you had a uncle that his name was George and like he he passed away like years ago you know and I, she goes I wonder if it's like him following you around I was like no but I mean there's times like with these certain names and aspects where they just kind of follow you where it it's it's like they try to line things up and so when you have these conversations with other people whether if it's like names imagery somewhere you find like something that kind of like synchronizes with you and it resonates and you're like wow that really makes sense it's for you to just kind of make it line up the way that it that it makes sense to you in your mind you know, mm -hmm. and paying attention to the synchronicities like numbers. <laughs> do you ever, <clears throat> do you ever, um, like on an altar space of yours, do you ever like, um, not necessarily give offerings to like George or do you like have things around to commemorate him? I have like a little, um, crystal that's, it's an angel. He wants something else. He did tell me that the other day. Uh, he thought it'd be really cool. He's like, Hey, if you want to incorporate like something like with the crows, cause I like them so much. He said he's down for, so I do have like a, a bust, um, that I have that is of a crow. And, and so I might use that for him and kind of put candles and stuff with, but I put him with, Metatron um, is the little tiny crystal of, it's a rose quartz crystal and it's of an angel. And so I, I used that for uh, when I had my travel altar space, when I went to go see you guys in California and I put that with George, mm. but he typically sits next to Metatron because he works with him. And so, yeah, so I'm like, that's, that's what I have for him for now. And he, uh, I bought candles for him. I've asked him, you know, like, um, what scents would he like? Or, um, I have, I have, do I have it here? It's kind of tucked in a way. There's like, um, I like very woodsy, like almost kind of like a very manly smell, like cologne smell, very like clean and fresh, you know? And, almost kind of like the smell of like bourbon would be in there too. Like it just throw it in the mix. But, um, I, I did find a candle. It was like, kind of like this bluish gray. And I was like, Ooh, that smells really good. He was like, I know, huh? That'd be really nice. And so I bought, that was his cue and just being like, Hey, this would be really nice for me. So I have that to like have for him for like an offering. Um, he's okay with like, very simple. Just like, if you want to light a candle for me, absolutely you can. Um, even just in the word of just giving him thanks because he's always just nearby. I always do that. Mm -hmm. He, for me, he's super simple and I don't take I'm, one thing. I'm going to look for something to show you. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. Keep talking. I'm going to look for something. <laughs> we just have you. dead silence and we just cut those part out. <laughs> but that's, the, but that's why I, 
how, what I have for George is like certain scented candles and kind of figuring out what he would like and um, certain colors. He likes blue, bluish green. I only ask because again, I purchased something because- Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> he, well, yeah, hello. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. And this is the fuzzy at the bottom. Mm. I got it because I was like, you know, like, you're a pretty kick-ass, like, um, guide, but I don't know how I can, like, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, combine my se the senses and just feel comforted. Mm -hmm. I, like, basically wanted to get that shirt so whenever I felt like I needed that sort of extra bit of fun um, to wear just so that like I know that oh my god I'm wearing you like this is like sort of like a jersey or like some sort of like you know team Sue. I don't know like <laughs> yeah like a mascot or something I'm like I know you don't look like that but nonetheless like I, I have I even like have times where I think about if she is an angel or if she's just a guide and I don't even know I mean I don't know if we can like touch on that but like yeah, uh, I mean, I consider, even though George is a, is a cherub, I mean, I have, we can have more than one angel, that's the other thing, um, or light being that is with us, and so I, I call George, even though he is angel, I deem him as as my spirit guide. I know we did talk about that in the, in the, in the spirit guide cases of certain things, uh, in that episode, but I, I really more see him as the angelic assistance and the supernatural of like that genre, but he has been human. Like his, his being has been human before. Mm -hmm. so I kind of deem him so that's why it kind of came natural for me that him being um spirit guide but like you said with Susie I know we kind of deemed like with her past life of being human as being like the very wild bohemian you know desert kind of you know kind of way like big lion's mane hair uh, maybe a bartender in a life um like with that but who's to say that she wasn't like an angel then like with her spirit the way she is showing up now which is why I wanted to ask like if all of that were to be true I like to think like what makes us believe and not believe that like I feel like angels have a better understanding of the human condition than most mm -hmm. because deities are a completely different story like, angels are really the ones that, like, oh, I've been there. Let's give them time because they haven't, you know. And they really know how to negotiate within, like, the gods and the, the goddesses and the deities. Mm -hmm. And they are really the ones that you call on to intervene. So what makes me uh, really reinstate this, like, belief that, like, yeah, no, they, they were once human. But, like, in the end, they have a much better understanding of what it is to be human because they were once living on this earth having all these emotions and whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. and another theory that i have is that perhaps once you when we come into this life and we have the intents of wanting to come back and learn certain lessons i really believe that certain people have only been on this earth once which is why they are everything is so new to them and another reason why they aren't as seasoned uh, spiritually as most, mm -hmm. but I have a belief, or maybe this is a theory that I'm just outlandish, it might sound outlandish, but like, who's to say that when you've completed a certain uh, cycle of reincarnated uh, timelines, that once you reach the last one, you become an angel and you actually have to go, not have to, but it is a means of service and gratitude to be an angel or spirit guide because you know how that feels like 
-hmm. and you know how to communicate you've learned the lessons and you you know you have the the ups and downs but now that you are at your last or if the deities and the gods and the goddesses deem you as like okay you're done now you get to help Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like it would be nice for this being like the last one go around for me, but who's to say it won't, <laughs> that I won't come mm -hmm. back, but I would like to be the, the, I know that there's going to be a sense of a part of me that either I didn't learn the lesson or some type of part of my soul would have to come back, but regenerated as somebody else. Um, but like my energy this energy is is here and once I go that goes I'm just going to be resonant in a different body different personality but there's going to be some similarities somewhere um whoever <laughs> I become later on down the line but I would like to you know be like some sort of cherub or some angelic assistance or whatever and just hang out up there and be like I really like it here and just be the hermit just in a cloud not a mountain it's <laughs> <laughs> like get me out the of last place just like I'm in the four seasons of clouds <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine it's just being like, yeah, Earth really just sucked. You know, I'd rather just go and just be in the four seasons in the sky and just hang out there and really be like secluded, which is probably why the cherubs that they're always depicted like just, oh, look at the humans. Just, you know, just, oh, well. <laughs> Messing it up for themselves. It I up. mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that concludes the the episode, but like now I'd like to I'd like to encourage a lot of other listeners to really um, go past their internal biases and yeah. the sort of programming that they have been uh, ingrained with from birth to really be open to the idea of maybe working with other angelic beings or even like other demons because in the end like um i think we've all are awakening to the fact that we've been lied to and there's power in information and now that we have the power uh and tool of the internet like in this day and age to be ignorant is a choice mm -hmm. and at the same time too like being respectful um with the it's just like even just with the gods and goddesses if you do work with them but i mean being respectful of that energy also um and and not abusing it i guess is the thing because that's where it seems like it gets kind of like lost um i think like if you kind of go in farther but like you said, it's just broadening your mind and being willing to research, learn, being open-minded in, in the aspect of like, well, are they really like all that bad? Get to know them. Get to know them. Is this like, get to know me before you hate me? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I agree with you. I, yeah. I again, um, brought up a different sort of um religious coming from a different religious background i deemed like i wasn't allowed to watch harry potter so i was like oh my god it's so bad and now i'm like i'm wearing a witch hat at work like <laughs> i wish someone were to come by and ask me like from the school i went to like oh my gosh you've changed and it's just like i mean who hasn't who doesn't who wouldn't say i didn't change for the better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. information I mean, yeah. again, like, we can go back to the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Knowledge, but whoever said that knowing things is bad. Yeah, yeah. And don't get cocky about it either, because, uh, I, I mean, there are times where it's like, um, I, the mind is so powerful too, right? So when 
say kind of like giving power over a certain idea like if there's like that inclination of like a fear of something that was going to happen um say like maybe some sort of entity taking over your body or something again protecting yourself first and clear cleansing and clearing grounding and doing all those things um in order to get that energy out you know um if you don't want it hanging around um but yeah it but that's what i mean by like respecting it too you know because the find assistance could also can come at a price yeah 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 i agree and I mean, like you said don't over exhaust your assistance because like mm -hmm. it's like you're calling on a higher power girl yeah and sometimes like the entities they'll just be like so she's asking for assistance and Maybe I can get like a little Riley, like if they sense like a sense of some sort of fear or something, they're going to see what they could try to get away with. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. I have a license to depart and I just need to stand in my power until you go away. This is not how it's working out. You know, mm -hmm. we're coming like to talk, but like, don't think that you have the upper hand or whatever, you know, and, and I do think that it does help like if you limit your certain beliefs of like how much power that you have then yeah then that's not gonna work you know and then when you kind of test things out with certain rituals or um you know calling on evoking like these certain entities it's kind of like that's putting like not necessarily like willpower but like that internal power that you do have you know when because because uh, how right that is because who's to say they don't want to work with you yeah yeah that's true they can just be like no, no. <laughs> what do i no. get out of it <laughs> no not today girl yeah yeah maybe next time i can't well i guess i could say that really quick uh just to kind of close it up uh one of the couple of things when when i've worked with a couple of the the demons when i've done some demon work one of them uh with the way that the rituals are set out in the book they did ask you know like it doesn't mean that you have to, um, but maybe asking what the demon, what they would want as a, when things are done as a reward. I've had one tell me, well, I would like uh, a beer. And I'm like, well, and I would have to ingest that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. What else do you want? And a cigarette would have been fine. I'm like, granted, I was still smoking cigarettes at the time. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. Totally can. Uh, one of them wanted a piece, piece of chocolate cake because I don't care for chocolate. I don't really care for chocolate cake. But I'm like, you know, that's besides the point. So eating a piece of chocolate cake. And um, one of them just wanted me to set paper on fire because it liked the, the smell of the flames of like burnt paper. Mm -hmm. so it's just very interesting on what they would ask for it's like certain they they like feeling like that sensation of like the the human uh, emotions feelings or like body when they get what they like to have so. it's like beetlejuice 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 say three yes. times bro <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So I wish time. I had something to contribute to, like, I guess, a sense of experience, but I like the experience with... You'll get um, there. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still learning myself. I'm a perpetual student of anything magical or esoteric or spiritual or di divine, because in the end, like, I don't know everything. Well, I, I, I want to say because I had so, I had so much time and then I had creative projects and, and everything, but I think I was in a place where like in the, in the witch sense of figuring out, not necessarily putting a title as to like what type of witch that I was, but not being as gullible as I was in the beginning. And there's times where I'm still pretty gullible, but knowing how to defend myself after the things had happened. Um, and I would rather be equipped with the knowledge and be able to know and try and know how to defend myself. So that way I'm not caught off guard. And if somebody were to try something on me, I know how to hit back twice as harder.
So, yeah. But again, it's because I love me at the end of the day. It's not to be like egoic or anything, but it's because, um, again, like it's fending for my life and my soul is the deeper thing about it, I guess. Yeah, no, it's, um, I agree with you. It's, I, I think the basics of just anything, magic, or whether they be um, going into like a new workplace, it's always important to know to protect yourself mm-hmm. or to have like, you know, if you have a selenite stone with you, bring it with you. It's always nice to have protection. Protection is like, you know, like having like a uh, protection plan on your cell phone. Like you need that cell phone all the time. So if you would want to get a protective case over it, that's just your choice. Or you can just raw dog life and not walk into the to the world with that like a phone case that will protect your phone. Like it's up to you. you know I, just, what I, mean? like, I just love how you just keep being like raw dog in life. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, a lot of people raw dog life without any divine sort of assistance or tools. And I'm like, I don't know how you're getting through this time, but like, listen, I have protection, I have uh, tools, I have um friendships that um have taught me so much magically to protect myself because at any given moment you can be susceptible i mean i can always i remember this one time i had my 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 iphone and i was like i don't need a protective case for it today i bent over screen cracked and i was like never again am i going to do that but see like experience words don't teach experience does so unless you've been there like I have where you're like I don't need a phone case today you shouldn't have done that check yourself (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I mean again I feel like this concludes the episode it does I I mean yeah I can list the that's what I'll do like in the description if anybody following this video or listening on Spotify I'll leave in the description comments if you would like to get access to any of those books but as to say there's not that's not the only books to just um start working with but that's how I started with the experience to dive into more and finding other literature and resources online on figuring out the angels and demons and who they are and and starting with that so Mm -hmm. get to know who you're working with Mm -hmm. yeah so I'll make sure to include that but anyway do you want to take us out so long Alice so long Alice bye guys Bye, guys. We love you. (laughs) We love you.